Welcome back to the Simple Farmhouse Life Podcast. This is episode 88. Today I am going to take a reader question and a variation of a question that I get a lot that has to do with confidence and putting yourself out there if you wanna start a blog or an online business of some kind. There is a certain level of confidence issues that you'll have to deal with for yourself or maybe in dealing with criticism from others. And this is something that everyone has to deal with. And so I'm gonna answer a few insights on that today and how I deal with it. This podcast today is sponsored by my free blogging success masterclass. In it, I teach you all of the things that I wish I'd known when I first started my blog to save so much time to get to my goals a lot faster. I did everything the hard way and I try to help you avoid doing that. You can find that free masterclass at bit.ly forward slash farmhouse blogging school. That's bit.ly forward slash farmhouse blogging school. My name is Lisa, mom of six and creator of the blog and YouTube channel, Farmhouse on Boone. Join me as I share with you my love for creating a handmade home from scratch cooking and a little mom and entrepreneur life along the way. Again, if you're listening to this on the podcast app, I have started recording myself speaking whenever I'm doing these podcasts. I guess just this is, you know, I'm already sitting here talking to a camera. I might as well, although it does require me to make the house a little bit clean and put on some makeup, but that will be over on YouTube on my Simple Farmhouse Life YouTube channel. Okay, so the question that I received from a reader was, can you give some insight into how you deal with self-doubt or the judgment you may get from others. When you started out and your blog was a baby, how did you continue to stay motivated to share your life and things online? At times I'm super motivated to share things and then every so often I find myself questioning why am I doing this and why do I think people care? So yes, I definitely felt those same feelings when I first started my blog and especially because when you first start it, you don't really have anybody reading it and you aren't making any money from it. So it's really hard to take it seriously. And that's the first thing that really has to happen before you have a successful blog is you have to figure out how you are going to convince yourself mentally to take something seriously that isn't yet returning any results. This is really important. I also say that it's really important for you to actually believe that it's possible because as these feelings creep up three months, six months, a year in, if they are strong enough feelings of this isn't going to work, I'm not going to be able to actually ever do this or achieve anything, you will quit just because if you don't believe it's going to happen, why keep spending all this time teaching other people what you know if you don't believe it's going to work. And so that is the first part of a successful blog. It really is the mindset of how am I going to keep pushing myself and stay motivated and keep this exciting. It's really not building a website. So in my blogging course, I share you know how to actually build the website, get the hosting, and then we go more into the strategy and the mindset and actual nuts and bolts of how to make money. But a lot of people, when they join my course, if they get hung up on the first part of making the website, I've had people say, I just can't get this website made. I think I'm gonna hire it done. I think I'll just return the course because I'm gonna just hire the website done. 
That is not the starting a blog part. <laughs> yes, making a website is a, you know, a fun challenge and you get to learn and it looks really pretty, but that is not the part that's going to actually make you a success. You could just get some out of the box theme and start putting up posts and if the quality content is there, that blog will do better if you consistently show up than one that looks really pretty even though it might have like three posts on it. So keep that in mind, that's a little side tangent. The first thing that I would say on this is start out by sharing things that are really valuable that people are searching for. Things that maybe you know that people around you don't know. Now don't think, does anybody else in the world know this thing and could teach it better than me? That's not the point. Because like whatever is on my blog, there are people out there who are better at every last bit of what I teach, better at sourdough, better at sewing, better at gardening, better at cooking than me who could teach. But if I am just one step ahead of the people around me, so let's say that I have a thousand readers, if I am just one step ahead of the people in my sphere of influence, then I have something to offer them. And they, could find someone better to teach them, but you still can lead them if you are a little bit ahead of them. So whenever I say start your blog by sharing something valuable that you know, I didn't say that you know best, better than anybody else. Just think, okay, I have a neighbor or a cousin. What is something that I know a little bit more than them that would benefit them? Things that they maybe ask me questions about that's what you share. And that's how you can feel confident because just think of somebody who you know that you can put an actual face to who you would be teaching something. Don't start the blog by putting out these influencer-ish type pictures, this really cutesy, perfect Instagram type of thing because you might just feel that imposter syndrome. Start by sharing something practical that people need to know. I also get, this is another side tangent, I also get a lot of people who say, I don't have a cute house, I don't have anywhere to take pictures. All you literally need is a cute background table. You don't need a cute house, you don't have to take any pictures of your house, your, your blog can have nothing to do with your house. Trust me, I know people who have a successful blog who have like a little tiny apartment and no, you know, beautiful house to take it. They just set up one little cute area as like a studio. So the thing that people often refer to this uh, feeling of feeling like you're inadequate, you don't have anything to offer, you're in a position where you really shouldn't be. So like I'm in a position to teach people, but I don't really belong here. That is called imposter syndrome, or that's at least what people have called it. And the thing to remember about this imposter syndrome is that the people who feel it aren't necessarily less capable than people who don't. It's more about whenever you get those feelings, what you do with them. So like I said before, if you can just, again, think of your small sphere of influence and your very small blog readership in the beginning and as it grows that will of course become larger think about how you can lead them along so like in my with my blog i get people asking questions that are the most to me at this point with what i've learned about sourdough they are something really basic they just need to know 
literally how much flour and how much water to add together. And if you're one step ahead of them on that, you can be their mentor. So you have to think about who you're actually helping. The next thing I wanna share is that you don't have to put yourself completely all out there to be a blogger. And this is something that I'm learning more and more. So even though I'm on here and I'm sharing and I'm showing you my face, I don't share a whole lot of my kids, for example, or anything going on in my personal life. Now, there have been times when I've shared more of that, but if you want to be more private about blogging, you totally can. If you don't want to share pictures of your kids, anything going on in your personal life, you can set some very defined boundaries of what you're going to share, only share those and still have a successful blog. So for example, if I only ever shared me, no kids, I mean, usually the kids will pop in on the video, but if they just, you know, were completely out of it and I just shared my cooking, what I'm learning in my kitchen, nothing about my personal life, um, not just, you know, those little things that some people feel really comfortable sharing that other bloggers don't, that is totally fine and totally possible. So if some parts of blogging feel like you are pushing those personal boundaries, step on back and don't share those things. The next thing that I think is a good tip is to look at the big picture. So think about your blog and where it can be in one year or two years. Think about how many posts you'll have. So this is what I did when I first started mine, just Thinking about putting out a couple of posts a week didn't feel like much. Like, how am I gonna get anywhere with this? This is going to take forever. But when I looked at the year and thought, I'm gonna have 100 blog posts up in one year. I will have 100 blog posts with Pinterest graphics, circulating Pinterest with good keywords, with the potential to be found on Google. No matter what, I'm gonna have some traffic with that level of consistency. And so looking at that big picture really helps you to stay motivated because you can see where you're going to be if you stick on this path that isn't going to require that much time. So doing two blog posts per week is a consistent effort. It's consistent showing up, yes, but it isn't going to take your whole life. It's something that you could easily do in an afternoon nap or after the kids go to bed, but in a year, you will be a blogger with 100 blog posts. And so that big picture thought really helped me. Now, whatever it is that motivates you is what you need to think about there. But that particular figure of in one year from now, I'm gonna have 100 blog posts if I stick to two posts a week for the 52 weeks of the year really helped me to stay motivated because I knew that if I stay on this goal, I'm going to be somewhere. And that is the thing, it's so hard to stay on this path of any any kind of goal that you're doing long-term if you don't actually believe there's going to be some kind of result at the end, at some point you're gonna give up. But I knew that if I have 100 good posts out there, somebody's gonna find those posts, whether it's on Pinterest or Google or wherever. And so that is what kept me going is by looking at that bigger picture. All right, my next point is you cannot wait until you are 100% confident and 100% ready until everything is perfect, till you know everything, to start teaching other people. You just need to share your one step ahead. And here's the fact of the matter. You will look back at your first blog post and think, my pictures were horrible, I didn't do the right keywords, it was all bad. But it will be a learning experience. So I even, when I look back at blog posts even two years ago, 
I think, what was I thinking with those photos? And I already had a successful blog at that point, a blog that was full-time income that my husband was already home for almost a year. And I already feel that my photography and my writing has improved so much in that time that I already look back and think that that was bad. But that amount of effort that I put in, even when it was bad, even when I, whenever I wasn't 100% perfect at all, did get me to the point of a blog earning a full-time income. So you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And another thing that I always like to remind myself about all of this is that is the very reason why most people don't end up with a blog business that is a successful business. I mean, there are tons, like I know just thousands of people who have successful blogs. So a lot of people do it, but not everyone who starts a blog does. And it is just that it's really hard unless you look at the big picture, unless you start before you're totally ready, unless you share practical research topics, it is hard to keep going. But for those who do, you will see success. And that's the thing though. I, I get motivated by thinking about things that I feel like most people won't do because I'm like, well, if I just do that, then I will end up there. Another tip is to remind yourself what you've achieved already. So this might not be applicable if you are just starting out, but you can maybe even think back to a goal that you set and achieved in some other area of your life. So maybe you set out to do the whole 30 once and you did it. So for 30 days, you didn't cheat, you did that whole 30, or you set out to run a marathon and you did it. And remind yourself that, no, I am the type of person who can set a goal and reach it. And the only reason that I don't usually reach a goal is I don't believe it's gonna pay off or I don't believe that I'm gonna have any success in the end, which is basically just saying the same thing twice there. So if you, for some reason, don't believe that it's going to pay off, you will stop, but there's been other times in your life where you did think something would pay off and you did it. So remind yourself of that and then come up with what it is that's going to make you feel like you did it successfully over the next year and then set that goal. So like I said, for me, that was thinking, okay, I'm gonna have a hundred blog posts. I will feel like a successful blogger if I have 100 blog posts in this next year. And so that really, whatever it is that will make you feel like it's a success and remind yourself of that will help you to get there. Okay, and then another tip is always remember that people aren't thinking about you near as much as you think that they are. So I struggled with this so much in the beginning. I would write blog posts and I would only put them on my Farmhouse on Boone Facebook, my Farmhouse on Boone Instagram, and if somebody told me in real life that they liked my podcast, liked my blog, liked my YouTube channel, I was mortified. Like, please tell me you're not actually watching my stuff. I don't mind if random strangers watch it, but not people who know me. But when I feel like this, because I still can get that way, I have to remind myself that people aren't thinking about me. They just aren't. They have so much going on. They have so many other people that they're following. I'm just another blogger they're following. If I don't show up on the podcast for a week or two, because that's what I did a couple weeks ago, I didn't show up for two weeks, and I thought, oh no, people are gonna, I'm like, wait a minute, no. Likely, there might be like two or three people who are actually worried about me not showing up on the podcast, but for the most part, people are just listening to the other podcasts that they listen to. They're not missing me, they're not that worried about me, they are 
just not thinking of me. And so when I show up in their feed, yay, exciting, but they're mostly just thinking about themselves. That's just kind of how it works as humans. And so I don't have to be overly worried about what criticism I might receive or you know what people are thinking negatively of me because they're just not. Yes, at, at the time when somebody leaves that negative YouTube comment, because trust me, they do, they're thinking about me, but then five minutes later, they're not. They're not still sitting there like, oh, the way that Farmhouse on Boone did that. They're not really doing that. And so I have to remind myself that a lot of times when people do have a criticism and if that's what's bothering me, they're having a bad day, they're unhappy, they're going through their lives just thinking about how they can make other people miserable or it's a genuine criticism, but either way, it happens right then and there and then likely they've gone on to something else. If they're that negative type of person, they probably clicked on the next video and said something negative to them too. I've had people that go through my YouTube videos and leave a negative comment on several different ones. So I will look through my comments and it's that same person and they just right in a row just watched one video after another and I'm like, wait, there wasn't something wrong with all of those. Like I understand that there's, you know, my videos are not perfect, there was something wrong, but you found something on every one of them. I think that has something to do with you and not me. So know that that person is likely just moving on to the next person. They're gonna critique them. You will get criticisms. You will get people who come to your blog who are mad, the recipe was delicious, but they're mad that they had to scroll through ads to get to it. And you just shrug it off because one, you have to remember, they don't understand. They don't understand what you're doing, what goes into the content. You just have to go, you know what? This is one of those people who speaks before they completely understand something and just let it roll off your back. You'll get it constantly. The more you get it, the more you'll be really used to it and it won't derail your whole day. So yes, it's going to happen. The criticism, the self-doubt. Try not to take yourself too seriously. Try to just continue to help people. Picture the long-term, big picture goal. If you're the type of person who thinking about the five-year plan motivates you, do that. For me, it was always shorter term, but if I could even just look at the whole year, that really helped me. All right, well, I hope that this really helped you. Uh, if you are thinking about starting some kind of blog or an Etsy shop, or an Instagram account and you're worried about putting yourself out there, these are just some of the things that I've learned over the past five and a half years as I've built my blog from nothing to our family's full-time income. And I hope that I can help you to achieve whatever goals you wanna reach with your blog as well. I do wanna mention that I do have a free blogging success masterclass. You can get that at bit.ly forward slash farmhouse blogging school. There are a lot of things I wish I'd known whenever I started my blog to just save a lot of time and cut to the chase a lot faster, earn an income faster, and that is what I like to teach you. You can get that again at bit.ly forward slash farmhouse blogging school. All right, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Simple Farmhouse Life Podcast, and I will see you in episode 89.